Yeah, hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tuesday morning. It is the 17th of October, 2023. Daniel Pedro back with you for the course of the next hour, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170, our open line number. You can text 0457 736 736. All before breakfast with Vossi and Brandy through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. For our Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of Vossi and Brandy before Patton Hills come along at 6 AM local time. Lots to get through this morning. Lots around cricket, of course, last night. Good win for Australia. We'll get to that. An important win for Australia. We'll get to that shortly. Some rugby league news around. A bit more cricket news around. I'm going to pose you a question in a second as well, which is an interesting one. Chris Perkins, who we spoke to yesterday, will jump on the line in about 15 minutes just to give us an NFL wrap. Big day of NFL yesterday. Plus, uh, we'll talk cricket in the Olympics uh, in 2028. John Gallo, our football expert on the line in about half an hour. Of course, Australia played England the other morning, lost 1-0. They're up against, uh, against New Zealand tomorrow morning. So we'll talk about that. Some Euro qualifiers as well. So we'll have a chat with John in about half an hour. And, of course, the EPL returning this weekend coming. So plenty to get through on this Tuesday morning. one 1170 our open line number. Or you can text 0457 736 736. It's 2 past 5, 2 past 4 in Queensland. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Uh, yes, except nothing less than Australia's best and install a Rheem, Australia's favourite hot water. Now, before we get to the news of the day, do have a question to ask you, and it's not entirely related to sport, but it, it kind of is. What would you do with $10 million? Plenty of things, I, I assume. But what would you do with $10 million? This comes on the back, and of course, imagine what you could be buying instead. But a New Zealand punter has selected the correct finish order for the Everest from first to last and won nearly $10 million. So the punter correctly selected the placings of all 12 sprinters in the Everest, won by Think About It on Saturday. The odds of selecting the exact finishing order are to be uh, believed to be nearly 500 million to one. Um, based in Auckland, uh, he's request, uh, requested to remain anonymous. Uh, probably not surprising. And he said, I didn't put too much thought into my picks and just dropped the runners where I thought it could go. Honestly, I could not believe I'd won it. I actually thought it was a hoax when they first rang me. I called them back and it took quite a lot of convincing that it had sunk in. To have pulled it off winning $10 million in a free-to-play competition is truly incredible for my family and I. So the Everest, the world's richest race on turf with prize money of $20 million, was won by favourite, think about it, from I Wish I Win and Private Eye. Now, I was happy getting $2 back or $3 back at Private Eye. $10 million. What would you do with $10 million? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 No doubt he'll be listing on the app or maybe to SENZ at the moment over in New Zealand. Well done to you. Picked all the uh, picked it in order. 1 to 12 in the Everest on Saturday, almost $10 million. What would you do with $10 million? Remember, imagine what you could be buying Instead, four past five, four past four 
in Queensland. What would you do with $10 million? Uh, now, on to some of the other news of the day, and let's start with cricket. We were talking about this yesterday. was always going to be an important match for Australia, and they got over the line. Sri Lanka and there was a bit of rain around during this match as well which may or may not have helped Australia but Sri Lanka all out of 43.3 overs for 209 um, Australia managing to get uh, the runs in 35.2 overs winning by five wickets uh, with 88 balls to spare now Josh Inglis who we spoke to Paul Dennett about the other day in terms of coming in for Alex Carey who had a pretty poor match on Friday morning it was at uh, Highest run scorer for Australia yesterday or this morning overnight uh, in that run chase, managing to get 58. Uh, Mitch Marsh made 52 at the top of the order. David Warner only made 11. Steve Smith was out for a duck. Manish Lubbershane made 40. Josh Inglis, as I say, 58. Glenn Maxwell was left not out on 31. Marcus Stoinis not out on 20. A very, very important win for Australia, their first of the World Cup. Uh, as for the bowling, Mitchell Stark took two for 43 off his 10 overs. Pat Cummins took two for 32. Glenn Maxwell one for 36. But, uh, and there's been a lot of talk about spinners over the past week or so. We've had a couple of texts to this show as well about uh, the spinning options. Only going in with one frontline spinner. Yes, we do have Glenn Maxwell, who bowled well the other day. There was a bit of pressure on Adam Zampa, wasn't there? But he bowled pretty well, at least in terms of wicket-taking. Bowled eight overs. Uh, did leak 47 runs, but did take four wickets. Uh, so four for 47 for Adam Zampa. So a much-needed win for Australia. We know they hadn't won yet in this year's World Cup, but they get their campaign underway against Sri Lanka with a win. So two losses and one win for Australia, and they will then play Pakistan this coming Friday night in a few days' time. We will talk to Paul Dennett, our cricket expert, tomorrow morning, review uh, the game against Sri Lanka, preview the game coming up against Pakistan on Friday. He'll be on the line tomorrow morning uh, on the show. So good win for Australia. If you stayed up and watched it all night or uh, was up and down watching it, let me know what you thought of it. Uh, an important win and well done to Josh Inglis. Uh, 58 very important innings there for Australia today. And the World Cup, it continues at 7.30 tonight. South Africa taking on the Netherlands. South Africa taking on the Netherlands. So Australia getting the win over Sri Lanka. Any thoughts on the cricket? And again, with those figures for Adam Zampa, took four wickets. Glenn Maxwell took one. So half the wickets came from spinners. You just wonder, should we have had another spinner in there? I think definitely we should have. But what do you think? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. We'll get back to cricket shortly. Uh, just a bit of rugby league news around though. Um, and the five-minute Simbin could be back on the NRL agenda after head office asked club officials for their view on its return as part of a major overhaul of foul play that could also result in Sinbin players being replaced while they are off the field. So it was revealed yesterday, and there was a lot of talk about this yesterday, that club bosses were recently sent a document asking for feedback on a range of issues uh, that have reared their head during the recently completed season, chief among them the use of the Sinbin. A handful of club bosses have suggested the return of the five-minute Sinbin in recent years as concern has grown over the impact playing one man short can have on the result of the games. It is understood the NRL raised the question in direct response to suggestions from club land. It would represent a significant shake-up for the game. Sending players to the Sinbin for five minutes was abolished in 1991 amid concerns over its inconsistency use, inconsistent use by referees. 
Its possible return has been discussed in recent seasons, but the clubs have now been asked for their, sort, their thoughts, suggesting it is a serious consideration for the NRL and the ARL Commission as they look back at the good and the bad from 2023. NRL Head of Football, Graham Annesley, declined to comment on the matter, but confirmed the NRL had been collating feedback from clubs, stakeholders and fans on the season. He said, we, we are currently going through a process of obtaining feedback from key stakeholders, including clubs, partners and club members. We're in the process of collating all of that information so that we can present it to the commission for their direction on the next steps. Interesting, interestingly as well, club bosses will also ask their thoughts on the potential to replace a player sent to the sin bin for 10 minutes. If you cast your mind back ooh, about two months ago now, Wayne Bennett um, floated the idea of increasing the sin bin period to 15 minutes, but allowing the offending, uh, the offending team to use an interchange to replace the player amid concern over the impact sin bins were having on results. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Club bosses have also been asked for their views on the use of the bunker, uh, the judicial system, the head injury assessment, as rules as any other rule changes that could be considered for next year. Um, interesting. Firstly, sin bin. Would you be a supporter of the five-minute sin bin to return? Now, as I said, Last time we saw the five-minute sin bin was 1991. I was only one then, so I don't remember it. But some of our listeners definitely would. Would you like to see it returned? Or do you think if it could have a negative impact? Right now we have the 10-minute sin bin, and we saw a lot of sin binnings throughout the year. We've seen a lot of sin binnings probably over the past two or three years. It felt like this season just gone, for the most part, was probably a little worse. But maybe having the five-minute sin bin, whilst the idea practically is probably very good, so it doesn't impact the team as much, do you think it could have the reverse effect and the referees may think that, okay, uh, well, and, and it's probably not going to be done, well, definitely not going to be done on purpose, but they may think they might be able to use it a bit more because it, there's a less of an impact now if a five-minute sin bin returns. And I suppose the other thing would be is if they are going to bring back the five-minute sin bin, What's a five-minute sin bin and what's a 10-minute sin bin? Does the 10-minute sin bin still exist? What do you reckon? Would you like to see the return of the five-minute sin bin for certain situations? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 And Wayne Bennett's suggestion, and we did talk about this at the time when he raised it a couple of months ago, about the idea of increasing the sin bin to 15 minutes but having a player come on to replace the sin bin player. I don't really like that. I understand the theory of if you lose a player for 15 minutes, that's a long time, and that player can't come back onto the field. So it could be one of your best players. We saw in uh, the semifinals a lot of examples throughout the year, but James Tedesco from the Roosters sin bin in that first game against the Sharks, their first game of the finals against the Sharks. But I still don't like the thought, and that's just one example, but I don't like the thought of a team not being disadvantaged for a professional foul. Interesting one. Five-minute sin bin. Would you like to see that return? And would you like to see a pl the player, if it was a longer sin bidding, um, would you like to see a player replaced? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Look, I wouldn't have a huge issue with the five-minute sin bin coming in if it was used correctly. 
Thoughts? Would you like to see that or not? And how would you use the five-minute sin bin? Say they do bring it back. Say the NRL, the ARLC, the clubs, all the people, all the stakeholders in the game sit down and work it out and say we are going to be bringing back the five-minute sin bin for the season coming up next year. How would you use it? 0457 736 736 or 1300 Now, uh, a bit of talk around yesterday and Vossi and Brandy talked about this on the breakfast show yesterday morning about some of the players on Saturday in the game against Samoa not singing the national anthem. Mel Meninga won't force, he's come out and said, won't force his players into singing the national anthem after four test stars uh, drew condemnation for remaining silent during Advance Australia Fair. So Meninga concedes the players uh, were public figures and could expect a backlash. Uh, he did say, though, we don't know why they don't sing, but most of those boys are Indigenous and there is that a part of it, I guess, around Australia Day and those sort of things. Um, so he said, asked, and he was, uh, he was also asked if he would pressure players to sing the national anthem before Australia's remaining two tests this year, or at least one, and, and next one if they do beat New Zealand. Uh, he said, no, and there won't be pressure either. I shouldn't have any input or offer any thoughts on this matter. It's a personal decision based on their personal values, but they are still worthy of playing for Australia. It's their decision. Uh, he continued on saying, I'm Australian and I will sing it, but it's about their own personal desire based on their own personal situation. This is bigger than me too. I can't make a decision on their behalf. I always sang it. I'm a proud Australian. Um, thoughts on that? Look, I understand where Melman is coming from. Um, it lit up the text line on the breakfast show yesterday with Fossey and Brandy. Um, any thoughts on what Melman Inga had to say? Any thoughts on the whole situation? Um, it's a tricky one. And there's been a lot of talk about it on social media. I've seen some people saying that it's a disgrace that they don't sing it. Then a lot of other people were saying it's perfectly understandable and it's their choice. At the end of the day, it is their choice. Um, but if you've got any thoughts on it, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. One more before a break and we have a chat with Chris Perkins and Eddie Jones. He is going to front the media at 9.30 this morning and we're expecting to find out his future, whether he remains with the Wallabies, whether he's going to Japan, whether he's doing something else. Uh, Wallabies legend Mark Eller believes under siege coach Eddie Jones will remain in charge of the national team and declared, I don't think he's a guy who wants to give up so easily. They've been very good mates for a long time, Mark Eller and Eddie Jones, and he believes Eddie Jones will stay. It's going to be very intriguing at 9.30am this morning. No doubt SEN will have it covered for you as well, being your home of sport. But does Eddie Jones stay? Does Eddie Jones go? What is Eddie going to say at 9.30am this morning, 8.30 Queensland time? 0457 736 736. Give me a line. What is Eddie Jones going to say? Give me one line that Eddie Jones is going to say at his press conference this morning. Does he stay? Does he go? Does he say something else? You'd have to assume he won't, but what do you reckon? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 So that's just a little on what's the on what is on the agenda this morning. Plenty to get through the cricket last night. Did you watch it? Did you enjoy it? Australia getting the win. Four, five of the ten wickets taken by spinners. Four by Adam Zampa. Four wickets by Adam Zampa. One by Glenn Maxwell. Five-minute sin bin. Would you like to see the five-minute sin bin return? 
Hasn't been in use since 1991. They're seriously considering it. Would you like to see the five-minute sin bin return? And if you would like to see it return, how would you use the five-minute sin bin? Eddie Jones, what is he going to say tonight or this morning? At 9.30 this morning, what will he say? Give me one line of what he will say. Will he stay or will he go? And after a punter won $10 million on the Everest on Saturday, what would you do with $10 million Give me one thing you would do with $10 million. Or anything else you want to talk about in the world of sport, happy to hear from you about anything. one 1170 to your text, your calls, and we will talk to Chris Perkins in just a second as well. And, of course, we do that all for the Makita XGT Experience Professional Cordless Power Without Limits, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance, innovation, and power without limits. It's 17 past 5, 17 past 4 in Queen. Nice to have your company, 21 past 5, 21 past 4 in Queensland. Uh, let's start with the text this morning. Big G will kick us off. Uh, talking about the five-minute sin bin, they're talking about bringing it back in the NRL next year. Consideration, they've not made a, their mind up one way or another yet. Big G says, morning, Dan. What a load of crap. Leave the sin bin rules alone. We are putting too much on the refs as it is. All this does is condone foul play. Um, yeah, it, look, it's an interesting one. And as I said, if they are to bring back the five-minute sin bin, my question is, does the 10-minute sin bin still exist? You'd assume it would. And if the 10-minute and the five-minute sin bin still exist, as well, of course, as well as, of course, send-offs, what do they use the five-minute sin bin for exactly? It's an interesting one. Would you take the five-minute sin bin? Would you have it back? And if you did, what would you use it for? Eddie Jones is going to front a press conference at 9.30 this morning. Does he stay? Does he go? What does Eddie Jones say? What do you think Eddie Jones will say in his press conference? This morning, the cricket last night, Australia getting the win. And this next question that I'm going to pose to this next man as we do this for Beaumont Tiles. Don't forget, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12. And you're in with the chance. T's and C's apply. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. Yeah, we'll talk some football, EP, well, not so much EPL, but Australia and uh, the Euro shortly with John Gallo. But Chris Perkins on the line. We thought we'd get him back on the line for a couple of reasons and then have another chat Thursday. Uh, morning to you, Chris. Where do we find you this morning? I'm still down in South Florida. I'm praying the alligators stay away from the phone line for the next eight minutes or so. That would be fantastic. That would be uh, awesome. Now, I have a question for you before we get to uh, some of the news of the day and we'll get an NFL wrap from you as well. Uh, start of the show, uh, we had the Everest, the Everest horse race down here a few days ago at Randwick. Um, and it's been revealed today in all the papers uh, that I've seen that a punter, and of course, imagine what you could be buying instead, but a punter has won $10 million uh, correctly selecting 1 to 12 in the Everest. Uh, he's in New Zealand. He's in Auckland. Chris, what would you do with $10 million? If $10 million just suddenly appeared next to you, what would you do? Is there one, I mean, there's probably a lot of things, but is there one thing in particular you do with $10 million? Uh, there would be definitely a very nice trip involved. Yeah. Now, would that. Vacation would definitely be a part of that. Well, uh, a, a house as well. A house and a trip. That's very good. Now, will this trip include a trip to Australia? Uh, probably. I mean, Australia would certainly be very high on the list of, 
of places to go. And with $10 million, you know, I could, I could take some time away from working. Mm. I mean, that, that's, some, that's some decent change. It's not like I'd be going down for a two-week holiday. I'd take three or four months. Or until I get, you know, get bored when I go see something else. Mm, well, Chris, even if I won $10 million, I would be here tomorrow morning. I uh, love my job so much. I would definitely be here. Liar. Uh, no, no, not lying, not lying. I said I'd be here tomorrow. I didn't say I'd be here <laughs> next Monday. Um, now, uh, also, just quickly, while you're talking about ah, trips, right. you update, you told us a story about a month ago about a trip uh, that you're planning on going away, and you did say you'd keep us updated um, what's the latest on that? You were going to go away with one of your friends and you weren't sure how the girlfriend was going to take it. Where are we at with that at the moment? Uh, the, the girlfriend is very happy with the idea. Oh. Now, I, I told her, I, I told her it would be, we were going to do a beach vacation down to the Caribbean. Whether yes. soccer is involved or not, that's going to depend on the draw for the CONCACAF Champions Cup. Uh, because there are certain countries in the Caribbean and Central America I just won't go to. I just think they're too dangerous to go mm. to. But mm. there are there are a few, and you know the Dominican Republic is one of them. Jamaica's kind of borderline. Costa Rica is a definite uh, that I I would be happy to go to. So if St. Louis City SC gets drawn into a a match again into a, a two game home and away series uh, mm. against taking a trip with soccer involved. But I said, regardless, we're going to the Caribbean in the spring. She's like, all down with that. And that... So. And that and that means yeah, we we're, we're in good shape. And that means we get to talk to you from there as well, uh, which would be very very exciting. All right, uh, let's get yeah. let's get to some of the news of the day. We'll get your NFL wrap in just a second, but some news that came out uh, around about six thirty uh, Sydney time, five thirty Queensland time yesterday last night. Cricket, and we've been speaking about this uh, over the past couple of months, but it is now basically been confirmed that cricket will feature as one of five new new sports at the twenty twenty eight Olympic Games in LA after being approved on Monday by the ICC, uh, IOC, sorry, not ICC, but I'm sure the ICC probably approved it as well. Uh, now, they accept a proposal by LA organisers for cricket's 2020 format, together with baseball slash softball, flag football, which we don't have time to talk to you about today, but we will talk about this on Thursday, re flag football uh, and squash to be included. Uh, the final choice still had to be voted on Monday at the IOC session in Mumbai, uh, but it will be basically uh, green-lighted. So cricket last featured at the 1900 Paris Olympics with a team from Britain, uh, be decide representing a team from France. Uh, LA Olympics 2028, you know, no doubt the United States will have its side. A lot of, a lot of sports, and this is probably more of a wider range discussion about the, Olympic, uh, the Olympics as a whole, but cricket in the Olympics, you're a fan, you're not, Chris, with it. Of course, the first time it'll be in is in four or well, five years' time in 2028 at the LA Olympics. Yeah, I, I'm very intrigued with this. Now, they're saying there's going to be six teams on each side, men's and women's. So mm. It's going to be a really small tournament. Uh, you know, who gets in, how the qualifications are handled. Uh, I'm sure that's still to be determined. By the way, the fifth sport that was added, lacrosse was entered, was, was added to the to the mix for the 2028 Olympics as well. It'll be, I think, the first time lacrosse has been in the uh, Olympics. But, you know, back to cricket. Having T20, that's the right format to have for the Olympics because, you know, now now the sport's going to be seen by the widest possible audience. 
Mm. Uh, so you're going to get people, you know, people watch the Olympics because it is the Olympics. They're not really sports fans, but they get exposed to different sports. Like, you know, you will have team handball experts every four years who watch the, who only watch team handball during the Olympics because they seem to know everything about team handball. You know, that's, you know, just one example. Mm. Uh, but, uh, Having cricket, it'll get more exposure. Uh, the IOC is doing this for money. Mm. I mean, let's be honest. There, there are thoughts that this is going to, for India's TV rights alone, yes. it's going to jack up the price of the uh, the Olympic rights uh, in India a hundred million dollars. It was interesting what James Magnuson, former Olympian, had to say on the breakfast show here last week. He actually said he would prefer less sports in the Olympics than more sports, but had no issue with cricket being involved. It's a bit of a no-brainer. Some of these other sports, not entirely sure about. A cricket at the Olympics, are you happy with it? Uh, not in the next Olympics next year, but the Olympics in 2028. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Does cricket being in the Olympics make you want to watch the Olympics more. Would you sit down and watch the six-team tournament, as Chris just did, uh, just said, at the Olympics in 2028? Does it give you another reason to watch the Olympics, or would you be watching it or not watching it, regardless of all of that? Interesting to hear uh, what the lister has to say this morning. Now, Chris, before we let you go, big day of the NFL yesterday. What, was the big, what were the big takeouts out of the NFL yesterday, mate? More like a big crazy day in the <laughs> NFL yesterday. Um, champagne courts were popped here in South Florida. I'm still down in South Florida. Uh, the tradition is for the 72 Dolphins, the 1972 Dolphins, the, the, the only team that's won a Super Bowl with a perfect record. Uh, all wins, no losses, no ties. Uh, mm. Once the last unbeaten team has been, uh, has been beaten, uh, they pop, They have champagne. They pop the champagne bottles. Mm. They got to it last night uh, mm. because both the San Francisco 49ers, last week's flavor of the week. Yes, you're doing well with these. To get their first loss. Yeah, and I'm, I'm worried for the Detroit Lions. <laughs> I really am. And of all teams, the New York Jets mm. beat the Philadelphia Eagles in, in the late game yesterday. Uh, an incredible six hours of football. And, and you think about the New York Jets. I, their, their season was basically over. Everybody thought their season was over four plays in when Aaron Rodgers uh, ruptured his Achilles tendon. By the way, Aaron Rodgers, 35 days after his Achilles ruptured, mm. he was on the sideline yesterday with no crutches Ooh. and his cost of football around. He was in street clothes, but there is thought that maybe, just maybe, a miracle will happen mm. if play this team. Quick recovery, that. Ruptured Achilles. But just, it would be because uh, the fastest anybody has ever gotten back to the NFL after an Achilles tear uh, was about four and a half months. It was Cam Akers. He's a running back. Mm. Uh, four months, which was January the 11th, which is right around mm. the start of the playoffs. Mm. So that, that would be seriously pushing it. But right now the Jets are three and three. Uh, they've gotten through this gauntlet of a schedule. And let me tell you, their schedule, they come off their bye week. They're on their bye week this week. Mm. Their schedule after this does get a lot easier for them. Mm. Um, they play at the Giants on the 29th, uh, host the L.A. Well, basically, same building. They play the, their, uh, their lease mates, their stadium mates, the Giants. 
Then they host the Chargers. They're mm. at the Raiders. A couple of tough ones against the Bills and the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Then the Falcons and the Texans. Now, that's the next six or seven games. Uh, they, there's a distinct possibility. I mean, they go four and two in that stretch. Mm-hmm. They're at seven mm-hmm. and five at that point and probably right in the mix. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yesterday was just a crazy day in the NFL with, with the Niners and the Eagles losing. And, and oh, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, with, with, the, with those two losses, the road to the Super Bowl in the NFC, and this is a statement that's going to make it start snowing in hell. The road to the Super Bowl in the NFC could go through Detroit. Mm, very, very interesting. And you've been very good with your flavor of the week, giving us that, and then they lose the next week. So we'll talk more about that on Thursday. Well, the good news is the alligators didn't hit the phone line, which is fantastic. Chris, we'll speak in yeah. 48 hours' time, get the latest from America. And as I said yesterday, we will continue your search for an NRL team with the St. George Illawarra Dragons. So looking forward to that. Chris, have a wonderful uh, race to your day. We'll speak on Thursday. Sounds good. Have a good day. Thank you, mate. Chris Perkins on the line. Yeah, what do you reckon about cricket at the Olympics for 2028? You a fan of it? Are you a fan of the Olympics as a whole bringing in more sports? Or are you with what the missile said the other morning? Less sports, not more. Uh, what do you reckon? 0457 736 736. Eddie Jones, what's he going to say at the press conference uh, this morning at 9.30, 8.30 Queensland time? Five-minute sin bins. They're thinking about bringing them back. Would you be a fan of the five-minute sin bin? And if they are to bring it back, what would you use it for? How would you use the five-minute sin bin? And any thoughts on the cricket last night, Australia getting their first win of the World Cup over Sri Lanka? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. More Tex and John Gallo on the line next. It's 24 to 6, 24 to 5 in Queensland. Ah, yes. Uh, Tuesday morning, one 21 to 6, 21 to 5 in Queensland. To John Gallo in just a second to talk a bit of uh, football. Just on the five-minute sin binning, uh, this from Jason. Um, I have a better idea. Okay, this is this is a better idea, potentially. Uh if you're five minutes in the bin, if you if you go, if you get sent to the bin for five minutes for the first offence, ten minutes is the second offence, and any offence after that is the send off. Yeah, look, I understand where you're coming from, and I think, look, Jason, I think this is probably part of the problem. If we do bring in a five minute sin binning, and that also remains the ten minute sin binning. Now, to be fair, there's in in these reports, not that that, that I've seen anyway. Um, there's been no talk about whether the 10-minute sin bid would remain or it would just completely revert back to a five-minute sin bidding. Now, if it was just a five-minute sin bin and no 10-minute sin bin, that would probably make things a hell of a lot easier to figure out what they use it for. But if they keep a five-minute sin bidding for some stuff, a 10-minute sin bin for other stuff, obviously the send-off remains, I just worry it gets a little confusing. But if they get rid of the 10-minute sin bin altogether and just bring back in the five-minute sin bin, then that's fine. It doesn't really make too much difference. And look, there are stages, and I thought this, I think everyone watching the game this year thought there were stages during the season where someone was sin bid for 10 minutes. Now, a lot of the time people were saying, why were they sin binned at all? And half the time people were saying, well, 10 minutes is probably a bit too long for whatever that offence was. But if they keep the, fi- the 10 minute sin bin and also bring in the five minute sin bin, I think it, gets, it just gets, as Big G said on the text earlier, it just gets a little bit confusing. Well, what do you reckon? Five-minute sin bin, yes or no? 
and how would you use it? More text on that in just a second. Cricket, the Olympics, do you support that? LA Olympics 2028, it'll be in there. Will it watch you? Will it make you watch the Olympics more? Um, and do you support more sports in the Olympics or less sports in the Olympics? Cricket last night, Eddie Jones, what's he going to say uh, this morning at 9.30am or anything else you want to talk about? 0457 736 736 or 1300 Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. And we do this for the Makita XGT Experience Professional Cordless Power Without Limits. John Gallo on the line. Morning to you, John. Morning to you, Dan. Yes, got the five-minute sim bin. I've got the 15-minute uh, sim bin incorporated in my own life here, Dan, with, uh, with living with the wonderful Paula. And, uh, yeah, we, we've, we've tested this trialist out for the last 12 months, and I can tell you mm. the, the five-minute sim bin is, the, is after the first offence, and normally that could be, you know, uh, telling her to, to be quiet while I'm watching the Netflix and she keeps interrupting me for, for numerous questions. Um, the 15-minute sim bin comes into play when effectively I've decided to shut the laptop off and walk out of the room because she keeps uh, she keeps interrupting my, my wonderful shows. Uh, and then obviously the send-off comes in after that, which is basically an argument and told to sleep on the couch that night. So uh, we, we've kind of tested this out the last 12 months and I can inform the NRL that it works quite well. So if they mm. need any input from myself, um, I'm happy to um, to give him that advice. I did have a situation yesterday where um, I got home and did whatever, we had a nap, whatever, and then ready to watch TV. Um, and there, obviously, I lived with my uh, partner, I have for many years. I put the TV show on. We talked about a few things. Put the TV show on and said, okay, um, let's watch the TV. I reckon it was a 45-minute show, John. I reckon it took two hours to get through because uh, I had to pause it so many times because the conversation yeah. wasn't over. Yes. Yeah, mm. no, I get that. My, my shows tend to drag on for at least two to that three-hour mark of mm. constant stopping and mm. answering questions and then going back to the uh, to the show that I was there watching. So mm. anyway, Dan, that's, that's what we sign up for in life. So, uh, yeah. But yes. Uh, now, um, uh, and of course you did, uh, you missed a very good night on Saturday night. Anyway, uh, that was the 30 minutes in bin. Now, um, I have a question for you, actually, uh, before yeah. we get to the football. Uh, it's been in, in the papers today that a punter, and of course, imagine what you could be buying instead, but a punter won $10 million on the Everest um, on Saturday by selecting all the horses in the right place. A guy in New Zealand, uh, we assume a guy might be a girl in New Zealand, big family, uh, $10 million. John, if I said to you, I've got $10 million to give to you, which I don't, what would you do with $10 million? Well, you would have matched my pay packet on how, how many times I've come onto the show, Dan, <laughs> so that, that would have been great. But um, look, if I had $10 million, oof. I tell you what I do. Mm. I'd go. I'd go first class. Yep. And because I'm a nice man, I'd take you obviously with me. Thank you. And I'd go to watch the wonderful uh, NRL games, the four NRL games over in Vegas. Two. And two I'd put NRL us up games. in a nice hotel. Yes. Is it four? How many? How many games is it? In NRL? Uh, uh, how many games? Only two. Only two. Four teams. Two uh, games. Two. That's where. That's where your confusion two. comes in a bit. Correct. Yeah, that would have been a fifteen-minute sim bin. But I would have, I would have put another two games watching the NFL. So let's make it four uh, games in total: two for the NRL, two for the NFL. Uh, first class, high penthouse somewhere in in the middle of Vegas, mate. Mm. Me, you, and whoever else mm. could come down. I'd, I'd do that. 
Invite that would, some, what would I do? We could invite some of our listeners as well. Um, to, yeah, absolutely. Well, what you, what you would do on the back of that, I, I've got, I, I'm going to combine your ideas. You'd go over there for the Super Bowl, which is about four weeks before the NRL, and just stay over there. Maybe do a tour of America and then go back to Vegas. Of course, absolutely. the Super Bowl in Vegas, then the NRL in Vegas. Go watch New, go Grand Canyon, go to New exactly. York, go to Statue of Liberty. Exactly. Look at all this, mate. We've got a whole tour lined up. And we've still got $9.9 million left to spend, <laughs> so there's still plenty of money. Exactly. Uh, now, now we've actually only got a few minutes to talk about what we were going to talk about, so let's get to it. Uh, Socceroos on Saturday morning, they lost 1-0 to England, but uh, from all reports, I only saw the highlights, but from all reports, they played pretty well, and they're in action again, uh, I think it's tomorrow morning, about 24 hours' time against New Zealand. I think Australia, whilst they lost, would take a bit away from that game against England on Saturday morning. Yeah, I think they will, and uh, it took you know England all but up to about 59 minute mark with Ollie Watkins to score the uh, the only goal, the winning goal of the game, and well done to England, one nil. But I think overall, I think out of the two sides, England would actually be a little bit more disappointed with their performance over that 90 minutes. I thought Australia really came up them full credit that first half they created some half opportunities, hit the post on a few occasions. Brian Strain with a header off a corner that hit the post, unfortunate for for the Socceroos, but. You know, overall, the positive play was, was there to be seen from everyone. And I think Graham Arnold reflected that in his post-game press conference. Um, he alluded to the fact that the boys showed a lot of positivity you know, in preparation and training in the lead-up to this game. Uh, never easy to obviously play Wembley in a packed-out Wembley. Uh, but uh, well done to, to the Socceroos for that performance. They can hold their heads up proud. And obviously, England will be very happy with the 1-0 result because at least they can go to Italy in the Euros tomorrow morning and, uh, and have that little bit of momentum behind them as well. So... Uh, yeah, all-round great game of football. I think Australia can hold their heads up high for sure. Yeah, and Australia play New Zealand tomorrow morning at 5.45. So uh, just as we are about to come off air, and that will be at Brentford. In Brentford, Australia play New Zealand. So we'll talk more about that on Friday when we speak again. That'll be a good experience for both those teams playing over there in England. You mentioned the Euros. You mentioned England playing Italy. What's the latest uh, there with that match, of course, coming up? But uh, plenty of uh, matches has already, results already unfolded over the last little bit. Yeah, there is. And obviously England and Italy are at the top of the table in their group stage. So the game won't mean a hell of a lot. But I think for England, more than anything, and for coach Gareth Southgate, it will mean taking the pressure off him as much as possible. Uh, obviously, they, they win against uh, Italy or at least get a draw. They'll walk away with, uh, with top of the table. Um, so for them, it will be a, a massive result. For Italy, I mean, obviously a draw will be good, but importantly for Italy, if they can get a win, get that momentum, get that confidence in that squad that they've been lacking for a few months now, I think that would do the world of good. But uh, I'm tipping England just to get over by one or two nil against Italy. And you said Scotland are already through to the Euros, is that right? Yes, yeah, Scotland already through. They already won, uh, already through for the first time in many years to the Euro 2024, which would be fantastic mm. for them. And Wales got through yesterday morning with a 2-1 victory over Croatia. So UK being well represented by England, Scotland and Wales. So good to see those three teams from the UK and uh, nations obviously go through to the Euro 2024 in Germany, Dan, held between the 14th of June to the 14th of July next year I in Germany. So. Great time. Well, that's good because I was just beginning to think of a new segment, a road to the Euros. Just like we did road to the World Cup, we could do road to the Euros. We could start it uh, next week and we probably still wouldn't be finished. But in fact, we could probably start yeah, sure. our next road to the World Cup, which is in 2026 uh, this week. Uh, and it still wouldn't be finished by the time the World Cup was on. What a wonderful segment that was. Uh, very quick text yeah. on the text line uh, in relation uh, to your sin bin chat. Just someone asking, how often, how many times a day are you sent to this sin bin? John? 
Uh, well, it can normally it's, it's roughly between at least twice a day. I mean, obviously it normally happens after about 6 p.m. onwards when that puller arrives home from work. And uh, what normally takes place is at dinner time when I'm watching or helping her out. Sometimes I can annoy her with with my jokes, Dan, and sometimes mm. she says that. I push the envelope too much with my jokes, and uh, mm. that gives me the first five-minute warning. And if I continue on that path, which is very, very often the case, I go to 15 minutes in bin, uh, where she likes me to be quiet for at least 15 minutes, which is very hard for me to do. So that's normally how it works. And uh, I must say, Dan, I've, I've stepped out from the balcony. I'm into the uh, lounge room now. She told me to come into the lounge room, so mm. that's oh. a big step, isn't it? Back in, back there out. There you go. But yeah, you're back out of the sin bin and into uh, that. That was your sin bin, and now you're back in uh, the lounge room. Say that's hello right. to her. All our listeners will say hello, and she'll wonder what the hell you're talking about. Thank you, John. Uh, we will speak yes. on Friday morning, and the EPL back, of course, which we're much looking forward to. Enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, what a life you do have. Speak to you on Friday. All right, mate. Have a lovely day and have yes. a lovely week. Thank you. Thank I'll you. Enjoy, mate. Thank you. I'll speak to you Friday. Right. Jo- John Gallo on the line talking all things football and some other stuff as well. Uh, 0457, and we do that, uh, and I'm sure they'll be glad for it as well, for, by the Makita, for the Makita XGT, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance, innovation, and power without limits. Uh, from the balcony into the house. Lucky him. Uh, it is 10 minutes to 6, 10 minutes to 5. We'll finish off with some texts in a second. Breakfast not too far away. This is Tradies News in a nutshell. Yeah, and just on the Euros too, uh, plenty of games being played at the moment now. So no doubt the breakfast shows will keep you up to date and we'll recap those results tomorrow morning on the show. Also tomorrow on the mo- tomorrow morning on the show, we'll have a chat with Matty Cox in Melbourne and Paul Dennett, our cricket expert, will be on the line uh, to talk all things cricket, review the game against Sri Lanka, played yesterday or overnight tonight or this morning, and then the Pakistan game coming up on Friday night. Uh, don't forget we are here for Red Smoke Alarms. Think Red Smoke Alarms. Think RedSmokeyAlarms.com. Dot au and Amer Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. A few texts to finish things off this morning. Um, uh, it says it will. Someone says it'll be great to have cricket at the 2028 Olympics. It will bring new fans to the game. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, Kieran says NRL Sinbin. Are you off the field for 10 minutes or until your opponent scores a try? Goals don't count. Another idea. Off the field for 10 minutes or until your opponent scores a try. Goals don't count, potentially. And Chookman says in relation to Eddie Jones, Eddie, I have the full support of the board and will be staying on as coach long term. My trip to Japan next week is just a holiday I plan during the World Cup. Thank you, Chookman. Our very own Charlie Goodsir is going down to that press conference to cover it for SCN. So we'll have a chat with Charlie at the top of the show tomorrow to see uh, what he thought of whatever happens in this press conference this morning at 9.30 a.m. Thank you for your company this morning. Vossi and Brandy coming up for breakfast. Patton Heels along in an hour for Queensland listeners. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Have a great Tuesday.